This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Do you ever struggle to find your own product listing on Amazon? Maybe you know you have a good product and you're just tired of not making enough sales. It could be that you've sent in some stock for Amazon FBA and you need a bit of help shifting it because it's just sat in the warehouse. If any of this sounds familiar, this is definitely the episode for you. And even if you haven't yet started selling on Amazon, but perhaps you're planning to do it or even just thinking about it, this episode will really help. So before I go any further, I'd like to tell you about a free download I've created for you. It has the same title as this podcast episode. It's completely free and it has loads and loads of tips and things to try to get you off to a really good start on Amazon or to help you improve if perhaps you've been on there for a while and things just aren't going um, as you'd hoped. There are actually 38 tips. I have counted them. You could use it as a checklist to work through or you could just pick and choose whatever is relevant for you. Um, But either way, I am certain there are going to be things on there that perhaps you haven't considered or even if you have, you, you perhaps just needed to know a little bit more about before you could go off and implement them so I promise there will be some things on there that you can try and you should see results from those um and I guess if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast you might wonder what actually makes me an authority on this and why you know you should um care about what I have to say so just a bit of background I've been selling on Amazon myself for over five years and I also work with lots of other sellers to either get set up and get their listing set up and start selling or to improve upon what they're doing already. So I work on Amazon Seller Central and Amazon Vendor Central every single day. So those are the back end systems for sellers. Um, and I'm just really familiar with everything. I know what's important on Amazon. I can see how Amazon's changing. It's a very different marketplace from when I got set up five years ago. I know what works. I know how to get started well um and today i just really want to share all of that with you so this list of really simple tips i'm going to talk about a few of the things that i cover in the download but don't worry um, it's still worth getting because there's still plenty of things there will really help you to make the sales that your product deserves so to get the free resource go to the show notes for this episode or you can go to vickyweinberg.com click on free resources and you'll find it right there so you can't find your product listing on amazon something new clients often tell me is they can't find their own product when they search for it on amazon they might have listed it days ago they might have listed it weeks or even months ago but yet when they type something into the search bar that should bring it up it just isn't there um, and there is a reason for this 
So most of the time, whatever you search for on Amazon, you get pages and pages of search results. And I don't know about you, but I don't look any further than page one. And to get onto page one really isn't easy. Um, The listings shown first are the ones that have been proven to make sales and therefore they also make Amazon some money, which means they've been selling for a while, they've built up a sales history and they've got some reviews as well. So Amazon basically knows that if somebody is looking for Um, something related to the search term they've typed into the search bar they know that by showing these listings these listings usually sell and they usually make Amazon some money so therefore they're going to go at the top which in turn makes it really hard for anyone new to get started the other way to get to the top of page one or at least on page one is to pay to be there using Amazon advertising personally I think that's actually a really good idea and I will talk about that a bit in in detail a bit later So starting right at the beginning, you definitely have to have the following to be in with any chance of appearing on page one. And that's even before we start talking about advertising or promoting your listing in any way. You need to have a really great product listing. So it needs to be optimized for search, which basically means including all of the keywords and phrases that a customer is searching for and using all the fields that are available to you. You also want to have great images and a competitive price. And what we'll do now is briefly talk through each of these in turn and give you a little bit more idea of what's involved. So when I talk about having a well-optimized listing, the absolute basics that you'll need to write are a product title, five bullet points and some description text. I actually really, really like the format of an Amazon product listing. And it's my opinion that if you write a really good listing for Amazon, it will also work really well on any other online marketplace actually I launched on Amazon and on Shopify at the same time and it was actually my Amazon listing that I used that I used to set up my Shopify store rather than the other way around because I just really liked the format of Amazon's listings and I felt that it did work really well on my own website as well so if you're looking to sell in more than one place you don't necessarily have to write more than one product description you might find that the keywords change based on where you're selling your products but generally a product listing written for Amazon if it's a well optimized listing will work well on any other online marketplace so as well as what you can actually see on the listing so the title and the bullets etc there's also something called search terms which don't display on your listing but are a chance to add in some more relevant keywords on on the back end of the listing if you like you get 250 characters to use here and a really common mistake I see is this being left blank um so if this is you and you haven't used these this field um go in and and take a look at this because that's a really quick and easy thing you can do and a free thing you can do to improve your listing overall straight away so there is a bit of a knack to this where you would always use the plural of a word where possible and you won't repeat any words just to make the most of those 250 characters so for example um, rather than write swaddle for baby swaddle wrap swaddle for newborn the keywords you'd actually put into the search term field would be swaddle baby wrap newborn and maybe you would put babies or wraps swaddles and use the plurals as well um this might actually work better in a visual and you can see this in the free guide to get a good idea of what i mean if you just can't visualize it i know that i understand things so much better when i see them written down so if you're the same go and get the guide so all of the fields that i've mentioned should be filled out and it's key to research the keywords before you start writing so you can include these in your text in a way that feels really natural and really relevant so again I give some examples for this in the download that I mentioned but I guess something you might want to know is well actually where do you even get these keywords that I'm talking about 
So personally, I use a paid software called Jungle Scout, which I'll link to in the show notes. This is an Amazon specific tool that has lots of features. And at some point I will do a whole episode on Jungle Scout because I do think it can be a really useful tool for Amazon sellers. Um, but depending on the amount of products you have or the amount of products you plan to launch, you may or may not want to use this because I say it is paid for. So for today, I'm going to talk about the things that you can do for free. And as I say, I will do a separate episode or at least a blog post on Jungle Scout at another point and you can decide if it's something that's worth investing in. But for now, let's talk about the things you can do without spending any money. So one thing you can look at for your Amazon keywords is Google AdWords. While what people type into Google and what they type into Amazon isn't always an exact match, it's a good start and it's certainly better than nothing or just guessing. Another bonus here would be that if you were looking to set up your own website as well as Amazon, obviously you would also be generating keywords and terms that would be good to use on your own website as well. So this would definitely be somewhere you could start. But that if I was looking to write a listing for Amazon specifically, that wouldn't be the only thing I would do. My favourite free way to get relevant Amazon search terms are to go to the Amazon homepage and type in something related to your product into the search bar. So for example, if I type in swaddle, it brings up a list of options to finish that search term. And these are the things that people are actually searching for. So if I type swaddle into the search bar, which I did just a few minutes ago, I see Amazon make suggestions like swaddle blanket for newborn, swaddle wrap, swaddle muslin. And if you then type in all the relevant words to your product and then use ones you found, you can expand even more. So, for example, by typing in swaddle, it came up with the suggestion swaddle wrap. If I type swaddle wrap into the search bar, it suggests swaddle wrap not three months. So what you're looking for is to end up with a list of words and phrases that you can use in your product listing and perhaps if or when you start running Amazon ads too. So what you would do is you'd set aside some time, sort of probably half an hour is enough, and you'd go through this exercise and you would note down in a list all of the words that you get. And another thing, final thing that you could do is to look at competitor listings. Please, please, please don't copy your competitors' listings. But if you see that most of your competitors are using a certain word or a certain phrase in their titles, it might be worth you including that in yours if it's relevant, as you can imagine, it's probably there for a reason. So what you would do is you would do all of this research. You would have yourself a long list of of keywords and when I say keywords remember some of these will be long tail keywords or phrases so for example swaddle wrap for newborn is a long tail keyword you would have this list and then you would try and use those in your text as much as possible when you're writing that and I've got lots more information in the download about how to write the text as well sort of the sort of things to include and also some blog posts on that that I will link to in terms of generating the search terms I would suggest taking this list and putting them into some kind of free online tool that takes out duplicates and that will sort of end up with your final list of keywords you could use so there are plenty of tools out there just search for remove duplicate words paste your list into one of those and then you'll end up with a list that is hopefully under 250 characters that you can actually use so the next thing I said you needed to have was great images and that is because that on an Amazon search results page you can only see two things really you can see the product image and you can see the title so your image has to entice people to click through to your listing 
the key thing to know is that your main image, so the one that you can see on the search results page, has to show the products alone. So you can't show anything at all that isn't sold with it, and that includes people, um, and it has to be on a plain white background. This is the one shot that you absolutely have to have. Not only do you need really good quality product images, so like really nice shots of your product well lit on a white background, I also suggest having some photos of your product being used, which we call lifestyle shots. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you need to pay a professional photographer to take your photos. You can take your own at home. You can just use a basic camera or a smartphone. There is actually a blog post and a podcast episode all about that, which I will link through to in the show notes about how you can take those photos yourself at home for no or very little cost, just using things you have around the house to set up your shots. Um, so you, again, you don't have to spend a good deal of money here, but having really nice professional looking images will really help you. And then the final thing I mentioned in terms of getting your listing set up correctly from the start is thinking about the price. So to determine your selling price, and I really hope that if you've listened to anything that I've done before, you've sort of landed on your price before you go to set up your listing, um, before you even went to source your product. In fact, that's the time I do recommend that you do it. But whenever you are settling on a price for Amazon, um, there's a few ways you can do it. So you could use a tool like Jungle Scout, which is a tool I mentioned earlier, and you can look at products similar to yours and see what the average selling price is. Or you can easily do some free research yourself to find out what products similar to yours are selling for on Amazon. So you could just type something in the search bar, look at the results and see what the prices are. That is not to say, absolutely not to say, that you should be pricing your product the same as everyone else. But if yours is more expensive, you need to be able to explain why it's more expensive in your description. And by that, I don't mean you literally call it out, but I mean your listing needs to explain the benefits of your product so well that customers can justify paying a higher price for it. Equally, if you feel that your product doesn't have some of the features and benefits of other comparable products, maybe you're going to price slightly lower. Or maybe you decide you're going to price slightly lower for the first month or three months to get initial sales and then you're going to raise your price at some point in the future. But the the main thing is you have some sort of strategy and you have a price that makes sense for your product in the niche that you're looking to listing um, based on the competition. Your price has to make sense. And so now you have all of these basics in place. There's one more thing that I would add, which does tie into price actually, and that is shipping. So you might decide to use FBA or Fulfilled by Amazon, which just as a reminder is when you send your products into Amazon and they fulfill them for you. And if you do this, shipping for Amazon Prime customers will always be free. Now, I used to always recommend that people used FBA, but I've kind of changed my mind on a bit that a bit recently, and I now don't believe that it is right for everyone. Because if you already have your own distribution in place, so whether that's you sending out orders and that's something you've been doing and you're happy to continue doing, or maybe you have something, maybe you know you have bigger product range and you're using something like a warehouse or a distribution centre, you might want to carry on doing that, at least initially, um, because it may well be actually be cheaper for you. And as a customer, if you shop on Amazon, which I think most of us do, you might have seen recently that Prime isn't always next day anymore. So as long as your shipping is reasonably fast and it's free, I think that's good enough. 
And yes, I did say free. If you're fulfilling your own orders on Amazon, I suggest always offering free standard shipping, even if it means building that into your product price. So perhaps, you, you know, you charge a couple of pounds extra on Amazon to account for the shipping, but to the customer at least, it appears free. And you can always charge for faster shipping if that's something you're able to offer. Um, And I say this for two reasons. One is that customers like it. So while researching for this episode, I read that free shipping is the second most popular influencer of online purchasing decisions. Now, the actual stats for this really vary depending where you look. But a big percentage of customers questioned say it does make them more likely to buy. And that was across all of the surveys that I looked at. And with the growth of Amazon Prime, there is an increased expectation from customers that shipping should be free or for them. So it is the sort of thing that customers are starting to expect. And if you want to compete with other offers on Amazon, I think free shipping is definitely the way to go. And secondly, if you do ever decide to set up with Amazon FBA, I always recommend having another offer that you feel yourself running at the same time anyway. And I recommend this for a few reasons. Um, one is that I don't ever suggest sending in hundreds of units to FBA right at the outset if you can avoid it. Um, I did that at the beginning when I was first getting started. And I don't want to say I regret it, but I do think looking back, doing what I do now, which is sending in sort of units in the tens as and when I need to replenish a certain SKU, while that... Um, may take a little perhaps a little bit more time to manage I actually do think has benefits because nothing is sitting in Amazon's warehouse long enough to incur long-term storage fees I've got stock to hand to fulfill orders on other marketplaces um I think it's a good I do think it's a good idea and also something to bear in mind that is that if you are doing this and you're sending in a few units whether that's tens or twenties or a hundred to Amazon as Amazon, depending on how quickly your products sell, at some point Amazon are going to start getting low on stock and replenishing can take a while depending on the time of year. I mean, first of all, you have to physically sort of arrange to have your stock sent into Amazon. Then someone has to collect it from you or you have to drop it somewhere. It has to get driven there, has to get booked in. All of this can take, you know, it can take days at a normal time of year, but at certain times of year, particularly in quarter four when it's getting busy, that process can actually take a couple of weeks. You can sometimes, you know, get a notification that your stock has arrived in the Amazon warehouse, but then actually it's not available for customers to buy for another week after that because they just haven't had time to unpack the boxes, scan them and put them on the shelves. And all that time you're missing out on sales, which is why I always suggest that if you do use FBA, you have an other offer that you can fulfill. So you keep some stock back for yourself because then you're never going to be missing out on those sales. And as it's, you know, as it's essentially the same offer as what Amazon are doing. So no price for shipping and it comes in a couple of days. Um, I think that's actually a really good option. Okay, so now I think we've covered how to get your listing all set up initially to the, you know, the best you can. Now let's talk about some of the things you can do to get sales started. So first off is advertise. And I also think it's worth saying that if you've been selling on Amazon for a while, but you're not getting the sales you want, it might be worth revisiting some of the things I've just covered and also some of the things that I'm about to talk about now as well. 
So first off, I want to start with advertising. So if you're just starting out on Amazon, or even if you've been selling for a while and perhaps sales aren't where you want them to be, I always recommend running some sponsored products ads to get you started. So in fact, with the launch Amazon launch package that I offer, I include a month of Amazon ad management here because I do feel that while it's sad to say, it is really hard to get initial traction without it. I always tell my clients that it shouldn't be seen as a long-term thing unless you want it to be because once your product starts selling well and you have some reviews and you've got some sales history, you start ranking relevant keywords, which basically means when someone types in a word relevant to your product, they then click on it and then they go on to buy it. And that tells Amazon that your product must be relevant to that red or phrase and you'll start to show up for it in organic searches. So that's what ranking for keywords means. Once you're doing all of that, you might not need ads or you might not need the same amount of ad spend. But I do think it's a really good way to get started. I also suggest when you start off, as well as running ads inside Amazon, you do whatever you can to drive traffic from outside of Amazon to help you get started. So you could do external advertising to your listings. You could do Facebook ads going to your Amazon listing if you wanted to. But there's also plenty you can do for free. So social media, you can use email marketing. You can just email the link to your product, to your friends, to your family, post on your personal social media page. But really in the first sort of weeks of having a product live on Amazon, you need to be telling people about it and doing everything you can to tell people about it multiple times. Because getting started, I promise, is the hardest bit. Once you start getting traction, you start getting sales, it does get a lot easier. The other thing I suggest doing is looking at some of the available features on Amazon. Um, And some, some may be relevant to you and some may not be, but I'll just talk about two things it's worth considering. One is setting up a professional selling account rather than an individual selling account. Um, The difference is is that professional account costs £25 plus VAT a month, so that works out as £30, but I do think it's worth it. So one of the key differences is you will actually be able to run the advertising that I just mentioned because you can't actually do advertising without this kind of account. It also means you can sell in higher volumes and it also means if you wanted to, you could apply for something called Amazon Brand Registry is the last thing I wanted to touch on so if your brand has a trademark whether it's registered or pending in the country in which you wish to enroll in you can apply so brand registry is completely free and it gives you access to lots of other features on Amazon so some of these include the ability to set up what's called a plus content which is basically product descriptions that have more images maybe they have graphs and tables and basically lots more features than a standard couple of paragraphs of text you've probably seen lots of these listings on amazon before and perhaps haven't realized what they are but this is basically a feature that's only available to amazon brand registered sellers you can also set up an amazon storefront Um, you get more advertising options and you also get better protection for your brand on Amazon. You can stop other sellers of hijacking your listing, changing and changing the text. Um, And also from people selling counterfeit items as well via FBA. So it's definitely something that's worth looking at. There are also loads of other things you can do on Amazon. So you can set up deals and discounts. There are also some sort of legitimate ways to get early reviews. These are programs that are run via Amazon that are definitely worth looking into. And I have and I've included information on all of these in the download that I mentioned. And I guess the final thing to talk about is whether Amazon is the right marketplace for you in the first place. Um, Before you even get started with any of this, 
I think it's definitely something worth looking at because hopefully what I've shared today has helped you see that there is a bit of work that goes into getting it right at the start on Amazon um, and you don't necessarily want to spend the time, the effort and potentially the money if there is a, actually a more appropriate marketplace for your product. I did an episode about the different marketplaces um, a while ago and I will link to that in the show notes so you can find that. In the guide that I've produced for this episode, I've also included some tips and things you can try to work out if Amazon would be a good marketplace for you. So that is all included. Again, you can get that from vickyweinberg.com or in the show notes for this episode. I really hope you found this episode useful. Um, my belief still is that Amazon is a great marketplace, but it is a hard place to get started on. Um, and if you do decide to sell there, I genuinely want you to do well. Um, and I hope that this everything that I've shared today helps you do that if you have any feedback on this episode I would love to hear from you you can email me vicky at vickyweinberg.com or come and find me on Instagram so thank you so much for listening um have a lovely rest of your day and I'll be back with another fantastic interview next week if you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.